0: Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas are socks engineered and designed to look better, feel better, and perform better. Bombas are a purpose built for athletic performance and designed for extreme leisure. Each section of a Bombas sock has been carefully created to improve on years of sock complacency in the industry. When you purchase a pair, one pair is donated to somebody who's in need of socks, because you listen to this show, you can save over 20% off your first order by going to www.getbombas.com slash Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the world of
0: Row, And now, here's your host, Roe. Alright folks, let's do this, sit back, relax, and I hope you have your audio level cranked up to the highest decibel. It is now time for the World of Ro Podcast, and I am your host, my name is Ro, you can call me Roel Santos, well it's actually short for Roel, um, I'm a man of many hats, you guys already know all those hats, you know, proud father, loving husband, caring friend, wonderful sibling, brother, and a, a pretty cool rival, <laughs> anyway, and and but I'm a podcaster, this is my podcast, and welcome to the podcast and uh if this is your first time listening to the show welcome I hope you enjoy this podcast is available to you every single Friday on iTunes Google Play Stitcher radio wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, the biggest way you can help out my show and we've been doing I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now is on the patreon page so if you go to www. slash world of row you can give back a couple of dollars you don't have to give back a lot if you give back a dollar that's fine if you give back two dollars even better whatever. This helps out the show, this helps me out, this shows that you fully support it and I would greatly appreciate it. It also gives you uh, bonus content, whether it's videos, extra podcast episodes, bonus content, what have you. Uh, you can also visit worldofro.com to catch back catalog episodes and future episodes and all kinds of stuff. I'm still working on it, so uh, give me a break, don't uh, don't overly critique me. You can also leave a review on iTunes if you could, if you could, if you can, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you make sure you rate it review it and of course i would i would really appreciate the five stars and uh give positive feedback of course if you have negative feedback you can always do that too i'm not i'm always open to getting better at that so thank you all right people how are y'all how are y'all doing this week how's how's everything working out for you has it been a a a joyous week for you has it been a, a a very productive week for you if you're working What about maybe doing stuff around the house or accomplishing extra tasks tasks around the house? Whatever. The week for me has been pretty interesting. Uh, My daughter actually turned two this week, so I wanted to give a shout out to my beautiful daughter. She's a sweet little ham and my little princess and she's daddy's little girl. All that stuff is very true. So if you guys ever have kids or if you have a daughter, you know what I'm talking about because you're already experiencing it and uh, we we had a good time we hung out with some friends they all came over we did all the you know the birthday bit and you know the, the same you know little stuff you know cake food uh adult beverages not too much but you know it was a good time always great to spend time with friends and, and you know close friends some family but it it was it was awesome <laughs> sorry i'm like burping up here right now it's it's pretty early and uh you know, it, it's it was great. Everything was good. Uh, other than that, you know, I, I stuff just staying, trying to stay productive on my days off, doing stuff around the house if I have to, Do chores if you will, uh, spending time with family. We finally watched all of Stranger Things. Have you guys seen that? Holy mackerel! I said mackerel. What am I? <laughs> I'm like an NFL commentator. No. Oh, great man! It is such a great show. If you guys have Netflix. I advise you to see that. That's probably one of Netflix's best original series i mean al- alongside you know orange is the new black and there's a couple other ones but man it was so great once we watched one we just binged watched them of course we kept you know <laughs> falling asleep right <laughs> in some episodes and we just because it's you know later in the evening and stuff so then we finally you know got to it we went through the whole season it's so great i i if you like sci-fi you know you, it pays it pays homage you know to the eighties too so if you like the eighties check it out uh e t they a little bit of e t stuff in there i mean just so well done i mean i'm not gonna give you my full review if you want if you wanna know a full review check out epic film guys podcast Nick and justin gave a nice elaborate uh rating on it or a nice elaborate uh review of it but it's a great show and uh check it out and i just uh, you know other i mean just it's the same old it's not the same old same old it's it feels like the same old same old because when you just you feel like you're on autopilot you're just kind of going through everything repetitiously that's kind of like what i'm feeling like right now uh sometimes every day i'm tested you know both mentally with uh, the job or you know things in life and and i think we all go through that but other than that you know everything's great you know we i still have my uh my arm. I still have my mind, and I'm still alive, right? It's like my dad says, uh, every day above ground's a good one. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So, uh, just you know, I'm just you know, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy to be around. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be around. I'm like, hey, I'm happy to be on my podcast, this is the one that I host. <laughs> oh man, I am de- I'm just delirious or out of sorts today, but. You know there's like I said there's there's nothing too crazy going on right now just uh just just living the dream and just trying to stay focused on the podcast and you know I did I do want to take the time to say this is that I had the opportunity to speak to quite a few people including this week's guest and I'm going to get to that in just a second but I did one in-person podcast you know uh last week I didn't get to mention it but it was great it was really great and i look forward i look forward to dropping it i'm not going to say who i i spoke to but it was here in san antonio it was actually at a at a local starbucks i'm going to mention that i felt kind of weird cuz i had my little zoom recorder and we had to use our microphones and we're out there talking and i think people would look but they're like oh, okay whatever you know I'm, i is just like oh well, standard operating procedure? I guess maybe he's like a news reporter. If if they thought that, that's pretty damn cool because I I feel like I gave off that presence. Although I was wearing like a Ghostbusters T shirt, not not paying homage to the the new one because I could care less about the new one. I'm talking about the old one, you know. I'm old school, but it, it 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 was a great interview, and that one will be out in a couple of weeks. I did speak to another one another podcaster uh, this past week, and I did that over Skype. And that one's coming out very, very soon. I just, just want to mention that. And that one was fun. You know, when I do these, when I do these interviews and podcasts with other people, I always f- tend to get like a, like a nervous excitement before I start, especially with the in person one, because I haven't in person ones because I haven't done too many of those. I mean, I've done ones with my dad, my sister, but I haven't done too many like with uh, people that I don't know per se. And I did one with Saint Diablo. That was like at the very beginning. So if you have time, check out episode four. I was extremely nervous because it was just, ah, you know, (laughs) and uh, just the beginning of the podcast, but I just did this one recently. I felt like I, before we started, I I was kind of getting like nervous when I I was getting nervous when I was getting to that location where we were supposed to meet at. But when I got there and we got everything going, it was just like, bam, I knocked it out of the park and I think it's going to be a really, really great episode. So stay tuned for that. And I'm still working on a couple more in-person ones. I I think uh, those will be great, too. So stay tuned. I keep saying stay tuned. I'm thinking of the movie Stay Tuned with John Ritter. Did you guys ever see that? Wow. Classic. But everyone knows John Ritter from Three's Company, and he was pretty hilarious in that. Anyway, uh, (laughs) reviews aside and analysis aside of Three's Company and John Ritter and all these other things, this week's guest is Dan Franks. Dan is the podcast movement Co-founder, and he he is also a man of many hats. I mean, I I had listened to a couple of podcasts that Dan's done, and I had no idea how he he got into his entrepreneur, you know, dreams and goals and aspirations. I guess you could say he started building websites at a young age. Really interesting stuff. I mean, that's like a spoiler alert, right? I shouldn't mention that, but really driven and devoted you know dedicated to what he's doing and i was really honored to talk to him just because when i first started my podcast and my solo show i was pretty amped up about it and i mean i reached out to him and he replied and he gave good feedback and and so many things and i I says i said hey man let's uh would you be on my podcast i'd just love to talk to you and he was all for it and we set up a date and everything and uh we talked a little bit about the podcast movement which was which is his you know baby kind of thing i mean he Amazing stuff! If you guys don't know what podcast movement movement is, check it out. You know, Google it or go to the website. I mean, it's amazing. It's you gets you know the. I'm not I, don't want, I don't want to speak about it because we're gonna talk about it. So it's just really cool, and we talk about more stuff. And the, the only downside of it was is I wish I could have talked to him longer because we had I had originally set up about 50 minutes aside. We had to do a shorter one because my internet was out. We had a bad thunderstorm roll through San Antonio. And uh the technician had to come out here and <clears throat> fix the uh fix the issue, so we were kind of crunched for time, but I feel like we had a great conversation in that time crunch and uh let's go ahead and listen to that episode now, and I hope you enjoy yeah man so so my first question for you, and I know you you've done the podcast movement and I'm sure you're doing that and we're going to talk about that but I was listening to entrepreneur entrepreneurial showdown and I didn't know you you had done professional wrestling or you had got into it
1: yeah yeah that's kind of my um that that the professional wrestling was my first kind of foray into entrepreneurship actually that's how I got into having my own business with uh running websites for wrestlers and local wrestling promotions and things like that.
0: Nice, nice. And and you trained out there in Denton because you're from Denton, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area and then I went to school in Denton and joined a wrestling promotion there and kind of learned learned the rope so to speak.
0: Wow. Wow. So, let me guess you were a big Von Erich guy?
1: Yeah, everybody in everybody <laughs> yeah. in Dallas-Fort Worth is and or was for sure. Um and they were a little before my time, but definitely um you know, as I got to know the business a little more, became fans of theirs.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, they they were pretty synonymous down here too. Uh, my, I was telling, I actually had Marty DeRosa on my podcast and we were talking about, you know, WWF because he's a big WWE guy and we're big into wrestling in general. And uh, my first house show for WWF, Carrie Von Erick was actually on the card and he was tag teaming with Ultimate Warrior and against Ravishing Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect. And ironically, they're all you know, unfortunately they've all passed away but i i immediately saw that so when i was listening to that podcast i was like okay he has to have some sort of connection to the von erickson i mean me being a res- big into wrestling i was like i have to ask him that question just because i'm curious you know
1: yeah yeah no um yeah other than other than spending a lot of time in denton county not far from their uh the family ranch that's about it
0: oh wow okay okay so you, you were building websites for wrestlers. Were the, were these um, Are these guys still active or are they like in WWE or anything?
1: Yeah, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, mainly yeah. it was just local wrestlers. I was a big fan of the independent wrestling scene when I was uh, really young, kind of watching local uh, public access and things like that and seeing what was going on down the street. And yeah. I eventually got old enough for my parents to take me. To nice. see some of those shows and got to, uh, you know, stuck around and was kind of the noisy, nosy kid that would try to talk to everybody and yeah. figure, figure out what they were doing when, when they weren't wrestling <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, kind of, uh, figured out i guess what they call like kind of the marketing term is found their pain points i didn't know i was doing that yeah but kind of found their pain points and one of that one of those things was uh that was when websites were and just the internet was starting to become a little more popular Mm -hmm. it was still still the aol days, so it still wasn't like like it is now but um but they were wanting web presence so i kind of found that as something that i could do to help them and try to you know, ingratiate myself with them. And that's what I did. And, you know, from the age of 13 or 14, I wow. was doing that. So, yeah, so I had a had a foot in the local professing, professional wrestling door uh, from an early age.
0: Wow, man, that's awesome. So yeah that, 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 that was, that was, that's got to be amazing, man. I mean, just to get involved in that environment at such a young age, and then they were coming to you for all this stuff. And that really kind of opened the door for you. I mean, was it was that like an easy transition for you to do? Were you pretty confident in yourself at that time? Because I imagine it's it's a bit nerve-wracking because, I mean, even for me now, I I just figured out how to use Squarespace and I'm in my 30s and I can't even imagine doing that as a teenager.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, things were so much different back then. There, was, there w- were website builders right. like Squarespace. I'm not that robust or anything like that, but yeah. I definitely kind of learned the basics of HTML. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, the way websites were back then they didn't have to be that good they just kind of had to be there yeah. you just had to figure out how to get it up there and then yeah. you were you had done more than most people could figure out yeah um so i mean it was I was kind of too young and too inexperienced to know what I did and didn't know, so I just kind of moved forward, and uh, for the most part, that all worked out.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like you were doing web TV stuff or anything like that, right?
1: (laughs) No, no, none of that. I mean, it was very basic HTML, maybe some tables. uh, Learned frames later on. Frames aren't even used anymore, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So then, so after that, you went. You went to college, and I saw you went to your Mean Green alum. Pretty cool, nice. Yeah. And, and so after that, man, I what, what happened after that? I, I I know you're working for Midroll now, and that was just recently. So after that, what 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 did you uh, do?
1: Yeah, so um, while I was wrestling, um, wrestling was was supposed to be my chosen career path. <laughs> it right. um, didn't work out that way. Um, <laughs> but I was actually studying uh, studying in accounting. So I became I graduated with my accounting degree, mm-hmm. uh, became a CPA, nice. and I was a, a practicing public accountant doing taxes for small businesses for eight years before. Uh, going full-time in the podcast business
0: wow so was that uh so that transition from wrestling into into going going in to get your you know your degree in college and stuff was that like a was that hard for you to to swallow like into saying you know what i'm not gonna this isn't gonna be a go for me was that kind of a hard pill to swallow
1: um it wasn't because it was quite a a slow transition so it was a slow realization as well it wasn't just you know one day i graduate and i stop (laughs) one thing and do the other right i'm really kind of tried to hold on to both for the longest time and and i probably i was working full-time in public accounting for four years while i was still trying to uh you know make it as a pro wrestler so to speak yeah um and the real kind of uh the the real breaking point came when i started showing up to client meetings and Mm. and you know super professional affairs (laughs) with black eyes or with uh you know swollen (laughs) face and just kind of uh you know, it, it was it was great because my employers never said anything. They knew what was happening. You know, if I showed up one day with, uh, you know, a bad spray tan because I had had <laughs> to get it for the you know the the match the night before. Right. Uh, never said anything. Super great, but I had eventually gotten to the point where um, even if I kind of quote unquote made it in professional wrestling and mm. got that offer to uh, go to you know, the minor leagues to right. the WWE developmental territory, even if they had given me that offer, mm-hmm. I would not take it. Yeah. So then at that point when I, you know, realized that even if my ultimate goal in wrestling would would come to fruition, mm-hmm. I would turn it down anyway. So right. if that was the state of mind I was in, there was no reason to keep going.
0: Right, right. So when you were when you were talking about going to work and having black eyes and stuff like that, I envision you kind of like the way Edward Norton is in Fight Club and he's got like I'm not saying you have a mouth full of blood but it's kind of like that like hey what's going on with this guy over here oh, okay it's like the first rule you don't ask or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah totally no very very similar my co-workers they all knew but you know any any clients or anything uh coming in they wouldn't know and it probably was a lot like that yeah. i was uh, you know i was used to going to class with and i didn't really care because mm-hmm. in college most people you know stick to themselves and don't right. worry about it and probably don't even notice but yeah in the professional environment it became a little bit of a, a a different story
0: right so was it was it like a big challenge you know bumping and everything like that you have a lot of aches and pains for quite a while is that stuff still there or is it gone
1: um you know there's some lingering things yeah. if i sit too long my knee uh gets pretty bad and my tailbone uh was one of the one of the big uh, kind of recurring injuries mm-hmm. i had not really an injury but just mm-hmm. kind of a Something that never went away with some pain in the tailbone. Yeah. Um. But you know, really, when you're doing it three or four nights a week, your body kind of gets accustomed to it. Right. But and it's I'm- when you when you stop and start doing it once every other week or a couple times a month mm-hmm. to where after you know the next morning on those days, that's really where I started to feel it, and that's kind of. What led to the whole idea of if I'm not going to be doing this full time, mm-hmm. then this part time is just too hard on my body and hurts too much. My body's not accustomed to it anymore. So that was that. That's what led to that breaking point too.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So then, so then you did you you get your CPA license and you're doing this stuff and so you're still active in that too, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm I keep my CPA license. I'm not actively uh, doing tax work anymore, so I'm mm-hmm. not actively uh, doing CPA work, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, the license is still active and i still work um in finance but now i'm just finance in the podcast industry nice. versus uh, doing taxes
0: yeah so so what 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 made you get into the podcasting like how did that start for you because i mean obviously i'm assuming i'm assuming you were listening to a lot of shows
1: yeah that's definitely where it started and i think a lot of people kind of start that way mm-hmm. uh, that get into the industry is just start out as a listener and a fan of of the medium um you know, really, I, I just quite honestly, I, I've always been in love with talk radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, waking up in the morning and listening to some great local DJs here in town, listening to Howard Stern, right? Um, falling asleep every night to Loveline. Um, you know, honestly, <laughs> like talk radio was what I literally woke up to, right? And fell asleep to every every day. And, um, you know, then I learned about this thing called podcasting. Yeah. Uh, probably in about 2006 or 2007 is when I um, first discovered it. So not too far into um, you know podcasting even coming to existence, and really just that that idea of hey, I can have this talk radio, but these programs that I love, I can kind of listen to on my terms. Mm-hmm. I can listen to on demand. So whether it was uh, you know at work or whether it was at the gym or in the car, you know, yeah. I could pick and choose when and where I listened. And um, you know that just kind of uh, you know was furthered my love for that medium, the talk mm. radio medium, and allowed me to, like I said, consume uh, all all of that stuff that I liked only on my terms. Right. Uh, so that's you know much like most people that are in the industry, that's how it started. And then um, you, you you mentioned Entrepreneur Showdown, which was my first podcast. Yeah. And a buddy of mine that I I worked with at the accounting firm, Joe Cassandra, mm-hmm. uh, he and I, we went to lunch one day and we're, we're talking about whatever and somehow the topic of us both being fans of podcasts came up and we started you know saying, oh, what, what shows do you listen to? What shows do I listen to? And started right. having those conversations and figured out we had a lot of the same interests, uh, a lot of them business and entrepreneurial focused. Had those interests and uh, started talking about those, and and also started talking about. Well, I wish there was a show that did this, or I wish yeah. there was a show that did that. And here's what I don't like about some of these shows. And uh, as we started having those conversations, we both then slowly expressed the interest in potentially filling <laughs> those voids ourselves and doing it ourselves. And one thing led to another, and we just kind of took the dive in and decided, hey, you know, neither one of us had done this on our own, even yeah. though we both had these thoughts. Let's just join forces. And and go at it. So that's really yeah. how that's really where the start of uh you know podcasting came from.
0: Wow. So then is uh do you still guy do you do you two guys still do the show on a consistent basis or because I mean I I did listen to a couple of them but I listened to that one that you were talking about with pro, you know your pro wrestling career and everything like that.
1: Yeah. No, we stopped. Uh, we stopped doing that in I think 2014. So we did it for <laughs> about a year. We did yeah. it in 2013 and 2014. Uh, and then we kind of um, went our separate ways, still friends, uh, yeah. still stay in contact. And he's got a super successful copywriting business that, that's doing awesome. So he started delving into that. And then myself with the uh, podcast movement started mm-hmm. consuming a lot of my time. So uh, you know we put that one on the shelf. I think it was exactly 50 episodes and it was a good show and it did what we wanted it to do. But it was just kind of time for yeah. us both to move on
0: right right so then after that you i mean because you did another podcast too right the well man i can't remember the name i i have it at the tip of my tongue but i just can't what is it <laughs> yeah. tomahawks yeah. I, I, tommy hawks or what is yeah. it? yeah
1: yeah it's called a, it was called men seeking tomahawks there you go and that one um that one did for a couple years as well 2014 2015 2016 mm-hmm. um just recently put that one a little more on hold that one's not necessarily stopped completely yeah um but myself and uh, the co-host, uh, Jack Drastic, is his name. He's mm-hmm. a former professional wrestler with me. That's how wow. he and I. That's how he and I kind of met and developed our relationship. Um, so we're starting to explore, um, or maybe be a little more experimental with our podcast mm-hmm. uh, ideas going forward. We we were. Ah, uh, kind of that stereotypical two dudes sitting in the garage just talking. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of those podcasts out there. And right. we, you know, we were doing some different things, but it just wasn't really gaining the traction that we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And we got, um, you know, eighty or ninety episodes in, and decided, hey, you know, we really love what we're doing, but we want other people to be able to, um, you know, hear what we're doing and love it as well. So uh, we're now kind of, I guess. Not necessarily back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. but we are currently have a couple different show ideas that are um, in various stages of production. So nice. definitely still active in the game, but just trying to do some different things now.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that's cool. And one of the takeaways that I got from your episode when you were talking about that pro wrestling, your pro wrestling career, was you were a big fan of Art of Wrestling, which I am a huge fan of Art of Wrestling as well. And uh, Cole, I that, that's actually like the I think I I first started listening to. MLW radio and I think he was on there and I liked Conan you know because they were always going the back and forth when he was on that show and he plugged his podcast and then I finally started listening to his but when I first got into podcasting it was all like these wrestling po- podcasts it was mainly Colts and then all of a sudden Stone Cold had one and Chris Jericho then Jim Ross and then I found out about these other podcasts like Comedy Bang Bang Doug Loves Movies or Marin's podcast and it was just that's just really cool, and I know now you're kind of like in that same type of uh, you're, you're working for a company that they're both kind of part of, which is really really awesome to hear. I mean, that's I don't know, just enamored with it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's kind of an exciting time in the whole podcast industry as a whole that somebody like myself, who you know, a finance professional, um, you mm-hmm. know, normally. For, for, you know, in history, someone like myself would be wearing a suit and tie and going yeah. to an office every day. Um, but now with this kind of explosion of podcasting, this new medium where there's really not any rules, mm-hmm. um, someone like me can now all of a sudden make a full-time living uh, working in podcasting. This thing that, you know, for years was a lot, a lot closer to people, you know, those two dudes sitting in their garage right. talking. Yeah. Um, than it is now, where it's like you said, some of these uh, you know, celebrities and and well known athletes are not just doing it as a hobby, but doing it as an extension of their careers. Right. Like Colt Cabana, yeah. like you mentioned. He he still wrestles and he's still very relevant. But, you know, I, I would guess that his podcast is what he's uh using to pay the bills versus wrestling at this point. So um he couldn't have the podcast without his wrestling career. Right. So there's um, you know, certainly a reason for that to continue. But um, it's just such an exciting time in, in the, in the space to be able to, um, you know, for people to be able to do that and myself included. Right. And
0: I, I actually, uh, I, I do want to mention to you and you, you might be happy, but I, I do have my, my house subscription on my iPhone and I, I listen to different shows on there. It's the best five bucks I spend monthly on a, on an on-demand service aside from Netflix or the WWE network. So I enjoy it thoroughly. So it's, it's really good. And, and you, yeah, you're, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: No, I I really like it and I like yeah. the um, you know, podcast, one of the one of the quote-unquote rules of podcasting when you're someone's, you know, being taught how to do it mm-hmm. is well, you have to be consistent. You have to either, you know, whatever it is, weekly, monthly, you have mm-hmm. to Keep going and you can't stop because your fan base will start expecting shows and blah, blah, blah. And that's, I definitely see the idea behind telling podcasters you have to be consistent, you have to keep going. Um, And that's true. But what Hal has allowed um, some of these same podcasters to do Mm -hmm. is to create content on a more seasonal basis or on a more, um, you know, almost like a movie or a documentary where someone can put a lot of time into one episode of audio or, you know, a, a mini series of audio and not have to commit. To this long-term thing, and it's really kind of given um, given some of those people that that's a whole lot closer to what they're trying to do. Right, uh, given them an opportunity to do that. And Colt Command is a great example that mm-hmm. he wanted to do something a little more experimental um, in the audio space and the podcasting space, but you know the typical podcast format. Just wasn't going to work for what he was trying to do, so he right. created a show called Pro Wrestling Fringe, yeah. which really is just a, it's it's a mini series, and I think he's two seasons. He's done two seasons yeah. of three episodes, yeah. and it's completely different from his art of wrestling, mm-hmm. but it's equally good, if not better. I've actually uh, showed it or had listened to it a, a couple non-wrestling fans Mm -hmm. or or very casual wrestling fans and there are people that would never listen to the art of wrestling because they're not that into it but this pro wrestling fringe is great so the the how platform and and you know that type of thing that premium audio content Mm -hmm. uh, model that's starting to come out now that gives those people the opportunity to create those types of products and to monetize um you know make money for what they're doing so yeah, it's it's really cool to see now this next layer of uh, audio content coming into the space.
0: Yeah, it it really is awesome. And I remember because it's we're going on. I'm going on a year. I think August will be my one year anniversary of in, in podcasting when I first started my uh, co hosting show. Then I started this show back in January. But I remember when I told people we were going to start a podcast. i like, wow, are you going to get paid for that? I'm like, whoa, you have to kind of put a lot of time and effort into into that it doesn't just happen overnight it's it's more about it's a marathon i mean it's like a journey it's not a race or it's a marathon not a race kind of thing it's all about the growth and everything like that and and people were kind of like okay well what what amazes me though is people that i that i'm around with that a good chunk of them aren't familiar of how to listen to a podcaster. What is exactly a podcast? I mean, I'm saying if I ask ten people, eight out of seven out of ten will 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 know what it is. But it just amazes me that not everybody knows about it at this point. Just because you were talking 2006, I mean i got I got involved in it really really late, like 2012. And by then, it was already like uh, it was already starting to hit this um plant. You know, it was about to peak, and then I think in two years ago, it really started to peak. But it just amazes me that people still don't know about it.
1: Yeah, and you know, that's still one of the, the biggest hurdles for the medium is that, you know, most people know that if they hear a radio show, they can turn on the radio and get it. You know, mm-hmm. that's not something that has to be explained anymore. Yeah. Uh, but people still do, like you mentioned, have to be uh, told not only how to listen to a podcast, but sometimes what a podcast even is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the latest listening stats show that about 25% of Americans listen to at least one podcast a month. Wow. So, you know that's that's definitely higher than it has been in years mm-hmm. past, and the trajectory is pointed up. That still shows a tremendous amount of people who, um, you know, they they just don't know. So that's that's one of the jobs of people like myself and, mm-hmm. and yourself and anyone that's in the medium is to continue to just you know you, you don't have to actively be campaigning. You know, hey, everybody, here's what a podcast is. Yeah. But um, you know, it's all you know, it's all on us to to help spread the word, and and um, I think. Things such as HAL, which is its mm-hmm. own self-contained app, right. um, that that kind of thing, and, and Audible. You know, people know what Audible is, right. and they, they even though some podcasts are now available on audio, people are on Audible. Mm-hmm. Uh, people still consider that a, a different type of um, medium. And I think some of these different apps, like How or um, or Audible or even like a Stitcher, yeah. a lot of people will listen to Stitcher and not even know they're listening to a podcast. So I think it's it, a lot of it has to do with some of this fragmentation that's out there, and I think it's still kind of just a slow learning experience.
0: Right, I, I completely agree with you on that one. And uh, I've had you know my dad on my on a podcast of, of mine, I think a few episodes back, and the feedback on it was pretty awesome, just because people you know, we're hearing his story and my, and my dad knows what a podcast is. That's what I was getting at. But it's just, I, I I like the idea of sharing with people and what it does and how easy it is and you know, how, how, how it easy it is to go about setting it up and going through the process because when you're first starting out and I'm pretty sure you were, were in the same situation, it's almost overwhelming to get into at first because you don't know where to start or how to go about it. But the people who help you, you try to you try to take in to consider. Well, the ones who have helped you getting into it, then you try to help the ones who are trying to get into it and show them the way. Like I have a friend right now that I'm trying to get uh, show him how to get into the podcasting realm, and he's in the process of getting everything situated and started. And I was I was having so much fun doing that. Just like it was like educating, you know, <laughs> coaching or teaching in a sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun when you're kind of, you know, super in love with something or really, you know, really into a medium to kind of share that and, you know, help other people get into it as well, for sure.
0: Yeah. So going into that, you started the podcast movement. I mean, we have to talk about podcast movement. And uh, you, this is this, you just finished the third year of, of doing it, right? I mean, how did that start? I mean, I know that was kind of like from your, your brain, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, podcast movement is, uh, in three short years, as you mentioned, it's now the the largest gathering of podcasters in the world. Wow. yeah, it's it's a it's a conference, a three day conference for podcasters to kind of network and and learn and be educated and go to workshops and panels and kind of hear from industry experts and people that are doing interesting and new and unique things in the industry and hear from the big guys and hear from some of the small guys and just you know super collaborative uh, few days and uh it's it really started by myself and my partner jared Easley, Mm -hmm. and uh as well as another partner of ours gary leland we were all in las vegas at uh an event a conference called Mm -hmm. new media expo and uh you know three or four or five years ago that was the only place for podcasters to go to really get together um unfortunately that event was also when i say unfortunately but Mm -hmm. this the the thing about that event was it wasn't just a podcaster conference. It also was bloggers and web T V and you know a number of social media. Yeah. And a number of other things in addition to podcasters, which was great. But at the same time, us sitting there as podcasters, we really we wanted more out of, you know, that, that time we were dedicating to being at an event. And we you know, kind of scratched our head and wondered, well, why is there not something like this? You know, some big central place, but for podcasters instead of for, you know, podcasters, bloggers, web TV people. Right. And nothing like it really existed. So we just took it upon ourselves to uh, set out to make it ourselves, to build it ourselves. And that was um, early 2014. And our first event was that August. So August of 2014. And then uh, in August of 2015, and then July of 2016 were our next two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we first set out to have our first year event, we were thinking, well, you know, let's start small. Let's have maybe about 300 people come to this event. Uh, we'll do it at a little, um, you know, a community center that has a couple different ballrooms in it. Yeah, had the place reserved, and and you know, we had it all put together in our head. And then the amount of feedback we got from the initial idea and and the number of people registering was so tremendous that we had to uh, we had to change venues a couple times and ultimately we had six hundred people at wow. that event so so twice the size of what we expected and then since then it's almost doubled in size every year so really just uh, far exceeded our expectations of what we thought we were setting out to do but really kind of showed that that need in the marketplace that we that we personally felt was one that a lot of other people felt as well.
0: Yeah. So, and you had it in Chicago this year, you had it in Dallas
1: last year, correct? Yeah. The first two years were both mm-hmm. in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And
0: then you just announced uh, for next year, correct?
1: Yeah. We're going to be in Anaheim, California next August, wow. uh, August 2017. So, um, yeah, hitting the road and kind of hitting the coast mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, podcasters are spread out all over the world. And right. the one thing we didn't want to do is be a regional event. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to be, you know, kind of that, that destination every year that people put on their calendars. And wherever it's going to be, they're kind of signing up to go to it because it's, it's the place to be. And um, we, we really now this past year in Chicago really started to see it become that. And we're just trying to continue to do that and continue to uh, pick cool places for the event to be a place that, you know, a destination city that people will want to come and perhaps bring their family to or or spend a weekend in and really, um, you know, really not just fly in the day of and fly out the day after but really kind of, uh, you know, spend some time on either side of the event and meet new people Uh, because one of the the things as a podcaster and, and you've realized this, I'm sure, is that a lot of these relationships you build, they're they're cool. You get to meet a lot of awesome people, but it's right. it's all online. You don't know these people in real life. You've never met them, um, and, and so even more so than other industries, I think um, something like this that's completely online, it's very important for people to get together and and meet each other and uh, you know kind of further those relationships with people. Uh, one of the coolest things that we see a podcast movement every year are those people that have maybe known each other online for years whether yeah. it's in the same facebook groups or whether they've been on each other's podcasts but they've never actually met and then just kind of that being able to provide that that place for them to come every year and and either meet or uh you know reconnect on an annual basis it's just really cool to see and to you know to be able to facilitate
0: yeah that's that's awesome man and and I was so bummed because I wanted to go so bad this year and it just didn't work out. So I know, um, my wife and I were actually talking about it. I, Cause she does, we were, we had to go to California in July around that time. And then I told her that, you know, next year I want to go. And she's like, we'll find it, Well, whenever, it, wherever it is, we'll figure it out and we'll book a trip or whatever. So knowing that it's in Anaheim, that's actually like a good, uh, good benefit for us because we actually have, a, a, some close friends out in that, you know, in the LA Anaheim area. So, that's that's going to be awesome. So hopefully th- that that actually happens for me next year, because I would love to do it just to network with some people and meet some people that I haven't been able to meet, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. I hope so, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of wrapping up now. Um, so how so the mid-roll thing, how did how did that happen? If you don't mind me asking, you know, real quick.
1: Yeah, no, so mid-roll, uh, about this time last year, in, in July of 2015, um, mid-roll media was acquired by a company called EW Scripts, mm-hmm. which uh, mid-roll, for anyone who doesn't know, it's uh, mainly, uh, and it sells ads on podcasts, so it develops relationships with with advertisers who want to sponsor podcasts, and with podcasters who want sponsors and kind of plays that matchmaker so to speak so that's the main business of midroll. and then we also have our own network called earwolf that right. produces a bunch of uh podcasts from you know all different areas but one of the big ones is comedy and you mentioned comedy bang bang that's mm-hmm. one of the ones that people know that is a, a mid owned show um, on our earwolf network um, but anyways last summer uh, ew scripts company bought us and or bought mid and right. EW Scripps for over 100 years. Scripps has been a company that's owned a bunch of uh, radio stations and TV stations and, and, and newspapers. And within the past few years, they kind of spun off their newspaper business and decided to instead invest those you know, resources into the new media instead of the old media. And started um, acquiring companies that were in this new media space, and their biggest acquisition to date was Midroll, and was their kind of first step into this new media digital space and uh w- when that happened when they acquired Midroll, they kind of looked at it and said wow you guys have this awesome business but you guys are so understaffed like we don't know how you've been doing this much work with this few of people right but we need to we need to fix that asap and one of the first things they did was um try to get some help for the cfo on the financial side of the business mm-hmm. and um you know so they kind of went on a on a desperate search for some uh, a CPA with with heavy finance experience that also had experience in the podcast industry and at that time i had finished my second year of podcast movement and was uh, you know active in the podcast industry and also a CPA yeah. and and i had met some of the people at midroll the first two years of the event and you know it just kind of became it, it came on their radar that I might be what they were looking for. And, and a couple months later I was, uh, you know, starting to work for Midroll full time. So that, wow. that's the quick and dirty story of how I came in, in contact and came to be the official title is business manager at Midroll media.
0: That is awesome, man. That is so awesome. And now we'll, we we'll, Scripps bought out Stitcher radio too. So that's a, that's another thing, right? So,
1: yeah, it is. Um, kind of the one of the one of the reasons that Midroll, um, bought, bought Stitcher was that, uh, as I mentioned, we kind of have a lot of different pieces in this podcast uh, ecosystem. We have the content creation with our Earwolf channel. We're making our own shows, mm-hmm. and with with the Midroll main business, we're able to, um, you know, monetize our own shows. Right, right. Uh, but we we still. You know, have relied on other people's technology, whether it's for hosting or whether it's for um, publishing shows through iTunes and through you know different um, podcast uh, players. Right, right. Uh, so that that one piece that we didn't have under our umbrella was the ability to publish our own shows. So now that we have Stitcher, if if for whatever reason iTunes or something like that were to drop off the map, or if they were to cut podcasts off for some reason, um, we we own a way to still distribute our our content two other people so that was a real idea behind it um you know in addition to some you know really great people on the stitcher team that right. will, will will strengthen the mineral team as well so um so yeah it's just really exciting to to kind of be a part of this company that's really trying to continue to progress the the podcast space and investing so heavily in doing so
0: awesome man awesome well I, Dan, I, I would like to keep talking with you, but I know we've got to we got to run a time crunch here, man. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to to come on and and talk with me. It's been awesome. I was I was looking forward to this. Just wish we could have gone longer. That's my fault and technology and everything. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, technology, but you know, technology is what keeps us uh keeps us going on this thing anyway. So, yeah, it's true. It take the good with the bad. But we'll we'll do it again soon and yeah. um, you know, we can either pick up where we left off or talk more about wrestling. I'm good either way. Oh
0: yeah, me too, man. I can <laughs> go for hours on wrestling, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: All right, Dan, thank you so much.
1: All right, thanks for your time.
0: No problem. Thank you. What a cool conversation. What a great guy very you know, very motivated and, and driven to, to go after what he wants to reach and that, that's always inspiring. Dan, thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, thanks to all of you for listening to the show. Thank you for always tuning in every single Friday and, and uh, hanging out with me for 45 minutes to an hour. I greatly appreciate it. Also, guys, I, I do want to mention a little announcement here. Uh, for the Patreon page this month, for the bonus content i'm thinking of doing a live q a on facebook so for friends on facebook tune in for that it'll be a facebook live i'm still trying to figure out the date for it so stay tuned i'll maybe do a status update or a tweet uh i think that'll be i think that'll be great right it'll it'll be pretty awesome fun to do maybe there'll be some interesting conversations that come out of it because i know some people who listen to the show will be will maybe tune in maybe you'll tune in and some of and some of the other ones who don't will check it out and maybe they'll have something interesting to say Anyway, so that's just the thought. Check it out. And uh, if you still have time, donate a couple of dollars at the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash worldofro. I would greatly appreciate it. It'll give you bonus insight content. Listen to the first bonus episode. I'm talking to my buddy, Aaron Castillo, who is the Patreon. Who's on the Patreon page or Patreon donation. Thank you, man. All right, so guys, social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Vine at Royal Santos Jr. You can go visit my website, worldofro.com. Still working on it. Haven't had a chance to kind of tweak it. Uh, there's also... Uh, the facebook, dot, the facebook page facebook.com check out some of that stuff and uh, if you want to email me you can email me at rawlsjr at gmail.com you can leave a comment maybe if you want to be on the show you can reach out to me there guys stay tuned there's more stuff coming I'm still working on a couple other things hopefully something very very exciting is coming and uh, thank you for all your support if you've been here since the beginning or you, if you're just now jumping on I would really I really really appreciate all the support you've been listening to The World of Row Stay tuned for next week guys and uh I hope you have an amazing weekend and we'll talk to you next week. I did the stay tuned again, all right? <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it now. <laughs> Alright guys, y'all have a good weekend. Take care.